Welcome to Homespun Wisdom, Talks with My Neighbour, with myself, Sarah Sharman, and in the room, Daniel Confino. Yay! It's so good to be back together around the hot microphone and no COVID restrictions. Oh my goodness. Do you know what? what I think they're actually quite helpful to that creative urge, you know, having all those in those rules and regulations and the thought that Cressida would be knocking on the door at any moment. We invited her so many times. Mm -hmm. It all added to the sort of spice of life and now it's all back to normal. I just, I don't know, you know, yeah. feeling a bit limp about it all, really. A bit limp about it. Um, maybe that's the wrong word <laughs> for anyone that's been tracking us over the over the months. But anyway, yes, no, it's delightful to be back together. I think we're so much better when we spark off each other. Yes. And I can see how much upset I'm causing before I go too far. There we go. You know, the resolution on my screen no. wasn't matched by my resolution to upset you. <laughs> There's always a resolution to be made, isn't there? But now we've got no crackling for those who continue to listen to us via our Zoom recordings. We thoroughly appreciate yeah, your maybe, dedication. Maybe it had that kind of retro feel, you know, a bit like a, a you know, a vinyl with a, a bit of a bit of dust and a bit yeah. of crackly sort of stuff. That's why I didn't mind it. It was so nostalgic. I can't say it. Nostalgic. <laughs> nostalgic. <laughs> but yeah, here we are together, and. Um, and we're in the final stages of, of completing series three, so we've had to be careful what subjects to choose because we've got so many and we just can't do them all. Mm. But I, I was so keen to do this one. Mm. Been nursing um, you know, thoughts about it for a long time. And it's about the idea of greeting people at the front door and showing them the door when they're on their way out. Right. And just how many ways that can play. Yeah. How much room there is for theatre and you know performance about the whole thing. But every time you open your front door, it's kind of like the curtains opening on a set. You know, yeah. it's like the velvet curtains being pulled out, and there you are. And you can do, be, whatever you want. I mean, it could be the postman, it could be the DPD driver, could be the bailiffs, could be the bailiff. Somebody <laughs> could be a lover. Could be a hoped-for lover. Um, could be a sh the shopping, you know, a delivery, oh, yeah. uh, the milkman, um, somebody looking for help. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, you could be having a little party, and it could just be people arriving, and it's there's always that kind of awkwardness when people arrive, the early ones, and everyone. So yeah, and then there's the the other side of this when you have to get rid of them when oh, they're yeah. out, you know, bundling them out, seeing them off. Uh, yeah, so you know, but what was in my head? was that Burt Bacharach song, which, which before you try and find it, what's it called? Wives and Lovers. Wives and Lovers. Um, which, of course, today would be banned, cancelled. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would be shot uh, for anything quite so sexist as the idea that a wife, who, of course, the little old wife, is at home whilst hubby goes off to the big city to work. And when he comes back, she had better be on her sexy best because Ooh. you know he's surrounded by all those girls at the office if he comes home to a drab dreary you know um wife who mm. hasn't taken the time to make herself you know alluring or interesting and it's just in a bad mood you know it's not going to go down well and Bert realized this even before political correctness 
was invented. Yes. Do you want to play a little snippet? Oh, I can do. Let me hit it. So why don't we start there, Sarah, with greeting your lover or your very good friend at the door after a, a long day. Mm. I feel I give quite an enthusiastic reception yes, you when do. I answer the door, you even do. for the postman. Yeah. I just love people <laughs> ringing my doorbell. <laughs> There's but, a song about ringing my bell, actually. <laughs> that's a, but I think that's taking us in a different direction. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm always happy to see someone at the door unless... No, I've had the police knock a few times and they still get quite a, a warm reception. Let's just... Um, I'm going to do a few scenarios. You know, mm -hmm. We're going to have to act these out okay. at some point. But, I mean, so somebody rings your buzzer thing, don't they? And you have yeah. to come down because you don't have a, one of those systems that... You can open the door. No. Or one of those video... No, you have to come down and open the door. Mm. Now, how do you open the door? Do you open it very meekly? Just a little crack on the chain arrest thing? Or do you swing it open I with a broad grin ready and then you've forgotten to put on <laughs> some vital thing? I open it full gusto, like a, the curtains are yep. opening on the show. Thea your theatrical bit. Yes. And I stand kind of back as if to say, do come in, or so they can see me clearly. That's during the daytime. See? After dark, I don't open it so wide. It's still enough for them to shoot me down, actually, because <laughs> my body is still there. <laughs> they could kidnap me or whatever. They, so I open it so I can... You present the same target whether you're face on or, or profile, though, don't you? Because of your body shape. You know, you're about the same size, you... side to side as front to back, you know. Quite so. Um, okay, do you have a light down there? Currently outside. not. Mm. No, there was right. going to be one installed, and nobody else changes the light bulb down there. Well, how many people does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> um, it depends what they do for a living, doesn't it? Yeah. According to the jokes. That's it. Um, yeah. How many patients in therapy does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know, Daniel. How many patients in therapy does it take to change a light bulb? One, but they really want to have to change. Oh, well, there we go. I actually went to a stand-up uh, performance. It was actually at a dinner. They hired somebody to be the after-dinner speaker, and he just did light bulb jokes. I, I counted them as something like 54. What? That's what he did. He didn't make an introduction. He didn't make any point. He just stood there and um, rattled off 54 light bulb jokes. But the thing about light bulb jokes is they do get funnier mm. as they go on, because you just think, really, this is such a great format, you know, how, yeah. how did anyone come up with the first light bulb joke? And then it's just taken on a life of its own, isn't it? It does. I think we could be after dinner speakers. Yeah, we definitely could. Now, I'm still questioning you. Oh, yes. This. So do you ever make any effort to dress or put things on before you go down to the door? Or do you just go as you are? 
Uh, and what, what is the minimal level of go as you are that, that's acceptable? Uh, I'll put on my robe. <laughs> Over? Uh, hopefully some underwear. <laughs> <laughs> In case I have, have to pick something up. I don't want to accidentally flash them like my neighbour does occasionally. But... Uh, yeah, there have been times where I've just stepped out of the bathroom and the doorbell's gone, and I'm hoping that one of my housemates will come down. And I mean, do you think the average guy could make any assumptions about something from, you know, how scantily clad you are when you open the door? Quite possibly, but then they look at my face and hair and they're like, whoa, she's really just woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Because, of course, the, the, the male fantasy, isn't it, is that you go to the door, knock on the door, and um, and the person who opens it is this incredible-looking model creature mm. in, a, in a very long fur coat. Yeah. And clearly nothing underneath, you know. Yeah. That is, um, I mean, if you really want to impress somebody that's in the wrong right way, that, that is where, that, that's the sort of reference point. I mean, I hope that sometimes the delivery man would be some handsome young thing who will be like, oh, actually. When you get, you get information about them with DPD, it tells you Mackenzie will be coming at, you know, from 10.13 to 11.13. Mm. Although Mackenzie might have just been involved in a major hit and run accident on the way. Oh, no. That's happened to Joshua. DPD, you've got a lot to answer to. Oh, gosh. And I have been in touch with them at the very highest level about that. Wow. I actually asked them, mm. because this guy did do something. Joshua was on his motorbike. Right. And he cut across Joshua without any warning on a bus lane. Joshua slammed into the side of him. He then drove off. What? Yeah. And uh, I've asked, um, did he carry on doing his deliveries? Because I actually thought if he carried on doing his deliveries, yeah, it tells you something about the company, doesn't it? That they have more interest in sticking, sticking, sticking to the 11, mm. 13 to 12, 13 slot they've given you than seeing whether you've just killed a motorcyclist. So every DPD driver that comes to my door now, I'll be interrogating them. Yeah. Can you ask them for a copy of their self-employed contract? I actually need a copy. Maybe one of them would offer you a chance to have a look at it. I'll slip my robe on and I won't put the underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them any come on you like. But you know, as you know, it's Mackenzie or whatever coming. You, you could, you know, get ready for Mackenzie. You could maybe even do a bit of, you know, research on Mackenzie DPD driver mm. but by the time he comes you know you've already kind of got your ideas worked out is Mackenzie you know in a relationship yeah is Mackenzie what I'm looking for is he fertile <laughs> <laughs> does he have a clean driving license <laughs> probably what's his medical history and families <laughs> yep so I mean but <clears throat> okay, so the, the, you can open the door to someone you expect, mm. and then you kind of are sort of prepared for them, aren't you? In yeah. a way. Do you do kiss kiss? <laughs> kiss kiss? Kiss kiss? Uh, greeting at the door? Uh, generally a hug if I know them. Yeah. A nice big squeeze. Yeah. There was one time when I, I mean, had COVID. What about if, if you know the washing machine repairman? Is that is that what you give them? Yeah. A big hug? And actually, it happens to be your brother, so I guess that's fair enough. Yes, yeah. And then I had one handyman come in that I knew. Actually, I don't think I hugged him. That would have been a bit awkward. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a bit over the top. Yeah. What about the postman? My postman is delightful. Actually, he used to be your postman. Yeah, I know, I know. I was about to say. Yes, and I stop and have a chat with him. Yeah, they've got lots of stories, postman. Yeah. Because of 
the nature of the work, you know, starting with the dog incidents, of mm, course. Yes. Yeah. They're never, uh, they're never short of a dog story. I mean, we get a lot of incidents because in our house, which we sold up the road here, um, we had a big elaborate chandelier in the hall and on it were bats. Right. Cast from the original Batman movie, you know, provided to us by the prop maker. Uh-huh. And um, they were hanging on the chandelier and some people aren't very observant and would just never notice. Others would kind of go, wow, mm. are they real? Would yeah. be the question. That's it. And Jane would say, yes, hush, hush, they're sleeping now, you know. And they, and they, they think, looked so convincing. What type of witch is she? <laughs> so convincing. Yeah, when we did that big Halloween pumpkin carving thing and the, the bats would add to the general. That's another thing, opening the door mm. on Halloween. Jane would put on this amazing witch costume and have our long hair, you know, sort of frizzed around everywhere. Amazing. And um, would terrify the local kids. And we became like a coach trip stop on Halloween night with all the pumpkin carving that went on. Mm. And then she was known to have a massive supply of chockies. Did he open the door to everyone that came? Pretty much, although there were some quite nasty older kids that used to come round as well. You know, they, they, they weren't people you would want to open your door to normally. But the young kids... There would, there would be the parents all sort of lined up. Right. You know, on the pavement, just keeping out the way, but checking. Yeah. And we would open the door and be like a bloody, you know, forest of kids all queuing up, ready mm. to grab chocolates. And Jane putting on this great show. I mean, you can imagine, it was total theatre. Yeah. So, yeah, you can really make this opening the door thing into a... She would open the door like, yes, who's disturbed me now? Running yeah. <laughs> on her worst witching for She loved it. She would dress up for it, you know. It was her oh, moment. I think that's one of her regrets about moving. Actually, has been you know that that is not going to happen. Oh. But then you know you move on. That's it. I'm sure the new owners have repeated the whole thing. So yeah. So the there's the people you know. Yes. And then there's the people you don't know, and you wish you hadn't opened the door. And then there's that yeah. there's that threshold moment when they're trying to get in in some way. Ooh. Like the meter man. Well, how do you deal with the meter man? Well, I invite him in. You invite him in. He wants to get in. He wants to get in. I'm here to read your meter. Ooh. Okay, let's do the... Um, I'll, I'll be the meter man, okay? So, ding dong. You Hello. Open the door. Hello. Hi, I'm here to read your meter. Oh, well, you're lucky you caught me. I was just about to head out. Um, You're supposed to ask me for ID. Oh. Normally it's there, so I'm just like, <laughs> could oh, I check. You, can I see your ID? Can I see your ID? Certainly, here it is. Okay, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> that looks legit. You can. Uh, um, where do you keep your meter, madam? Uh, it's all the way up the top of the stairs, so I hope you're fit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Why don't you go first? Mm, I'm only in my robe. <laughs> <laughs> On this occasion, <laughs> be my guest. <laughs> Yeah, that that's an that's an awkward one if I've come down in my room. We've talked we've talked before about the uh, the issue of men travelling up the stairs behind you. We oh, have. It's um, yeah, <coughs> something to be avoided generally. Yeah. Let him go first. Yes. What about shoes off? Well, luckily our meters are by the entrance. 
right. so he can keep his shoes on. Yeah. But he has to avoid the bath mat because no point standing on a bath mat with outdoor shoes. Yeah. See, I got very confused during COVID because when they said that there's the two meter rule, mm. they said, well, gas is in the cellar and electricity is here. You know, that's, they are my two meters. No, you're two meters. <laughs> I got you on that one. I got it. I was there. Okay. So what about other people? The postman, yes. we. You liked your postman. Yeah. You nearly hugged him. Were you going to say you did? Or? Oh, no, I didn't hug the postman, no. He does get a gift at around Easter time and Christmas. Yep. I'll uh, chase money, after money him. Money or something to eat? Uh, generally something to eat, something a little bit indulgent. Mm. So. Tell me about how, you, how your front door can tell a story about what's going on for the... You know, the, the, the person that's just... I mean, there are people that come around like Jehovah's Witnesses, aren't they? Yeah. They don't wait to be invited. They just come knocking on doors. Mm. Um, what can they tell by your front door and, and everything about what sort of... You know, they, they must be experienced. We, we should have one here, really. They must look at my door and think, we've got three chances here. Someone must speak to us. There's three flats. Or you think they go on the numbers game? Yeah. Flat B, they've just taken their intercom out, so there's no answer there. Mark will stick his head out from the window, or uh, <laughs> stick it out and then bring it back in if he's seen. And there's me, just happy to chat to anyone. Oh, I'm no, like, so oh. you open the door and you realise. <laughs> yeah, if I have time you, to spare, so I'll... how do you deal with the Jehovah's Witness? Uh, I'll talk to them for a little while, and then we... I've probably actually got somewhere to go. So I'll say, well, thank you for your time. I will take a magazine. What's it called? Watchtower. Is it? Yes. Not Searchlight? No, it's Watchtower. Okay. Well, they often go together, don't they? Yeah. Maybe they've got a spin-off called Searchlight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just questioning you. Yeah, no, it's definitely Watchtower. Watchtower? That's a bit ominous, isn't it? I mean, I think it's kind of like what they have at prisons and things. Mm. You know, on the corners, they have four watchtowers and guys with guns and things, barbed wire, and, you know. Maybe. Sure. Do you know what I have noticed I mean, I, I about? Thought, I thought Searchlight would have been a better name because it, it illuminates the darkness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe you're right, but even if you are right, I think it's time they had a rethink. Hmm. Here I am with my Watchtower magazine. <laughs> they're coming along in their paramilitary gear and sort of, you know, big army boots and combat gear and yeah. anti-stab vests. They okay. probably need them these days to do to that do job. What they do. do you know what I've noticed about Jehovah Witnesses? No. Their men are really quite handsome. Really? Mm-hmm. This is why you are engaging them in conversation? Yes. So how would a Jehovah Witness like you to be dressed at the door to appeal? Is it, are they in the Probably. modest appearance? Um, is that part of the deal? Or are they not bothered? I think they are quite modest, the women, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, I can imagine they are. Because, I mean, people that are religious are generally, you know, into modesty and yeah. covering up and stuff. So you wouldn't get far with the fur coat. No, I put my Sunday best on very quickly. Yep. And yeah. unfortunately, they don't do the DPD thing. So, you know, between 11.13 and 12.13, Mackenzie from Jehovah's Witnesses will be calling. No. Don't they? No. Maybe they should adopt that approach. They should. Maybe they should go to DPD, get that technology, mm. and, you know, just sort of ping you so that you know that Mackenzie will be there at 11.30. Probably, probably not after having knocked somebody down, you know, or cut them up and yeah. caused a major traffic incident Gosh. on the way. Um 
So yes, um, that could be something for them to do. And then you'd be able to hide at 11 Some for, for an hide, hour. Yes. For an hour, you just hide, you know, yeah. don't answer the door to anybody. Yeah. No, rarely <laughs> the only person I hide from. <laughs> I've heard the doorbell going a few times and the sometimes I will stick my head out the window and I have to lean quite far to see the door. If it's my neighbour, flat B, I will try and avoid her. Yeah. She's quite time consuming. But this is where those uh, you get those doorbells where you can see on your phone who's oh, at yeah. the door. Right. I've got a camera on them. Yes. Yeah. Or even like the the house intercom thing yeah. pops up a video. That would be great. Yeah. So you can edit your reaction mm. or prepare yourself. Yeah. So you steal yourself for the performance you need to put on. Otherwise you're caught sort of unaware. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that could be a good thing. But I mean, how would you make your house look more inviting at the door? What, what could you do to make it look, oh yes, this, for the Jehovah's Witness type person, what could you do to them for them to think, you know, this looks like a nice house. I'm sure there'll be some decent people here. Oh, well, if my entrance was my own entrance. I'm mean, actually talking about the outside of the door and, oh, then, the and then what they see when the door is open. Oh. Well, I mean, if you're trying, let's say, let's say you're trying to attract this chap, this Jehovah's Witness. Mm. What are you going to do to give him, you know, all the right clues? Well, I should probably do some weeding. Just make sure my garden's a bit more presentable. Tidy, <laughs> and the front door is washed. Yeah, and maybe there's a plant or two, you mm. know, and a milk bottle. That could be good. Milk bottle. Milk so he can leave a love note in there. <laughs> well, just the idea that you get your milk delivered, you know. Um, so I can ask him what he likes for breakfast. <laughs> that won't mean anything to most people because they won't have listened to that episode. Oh well, go back everyone. But, um, it doesn't, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, and, and and when you open the door, what would you like to see in the corridor or the hall, whatever? Some Look, flowers. A nice little table with the post on it. You know, some that stamped letters well. ready to go. Yeah. Maybe your keys. You know, put there. Actually, no, that's not a good idea these days because they can get those out with a fishing rod through the letterbox, can't they? Oh, they can, yeah. yeah. You don't want to leave your keys anywhere in a direct line of sight of the, of the letterbox. Hmm. Um, Good tip. Yeah, what else? Maybe the Bible on the, on the bed, on, on the, the hall table. Maybe you know, that will need to be in a, a drawer open, so you can... Opened on, 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 which page would it be opened on? Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Genesis. Uh, definitely Genesis. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> 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 Probably wouldn't be able to read Ecclesiastes from the door. It'd be a bit long. It'd have to be small print, wouldn't it? Mm. But uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but let's see. How would you welcome someone into your house? Well, no, I'm just going to finish with the Jehovah's Witness. Okay. I think you should be ready with a line from the Bible that will wow him. Something talking about knocking on people's doors, or you know, visiting people, or checking on people. There's got to be something in there somewhere in all those words that that would be irrelevant. Mm. Quote. In fact, you could look it up when I'm next talking. You know, for something from the Bible to oh. do to do with how to greet strangers. I mean, anyway, I don't mean that seriously. But oh. you, you just asked me what? How would I greet someone? Yes. Well, someone uh, that you're not expecting. Oh right, not expecting. I'm always um, very flat, very neutral, ready to say. You know, I mean, the thing to do is to take something with you that looks like you're in the middle of something. You know, so probably what you should have is, is some, you know, uh, plain flour, you know, in a little pot, just 
on the way to the door. <laughs> so, because you, you're also in a flat now, so you've got the intercom. I have got the intercom. So, how does it differ now for you with the intercom than at your previous home? Well, it gives you that buffer because they 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 press the button mm. and you talk to them before you come down. Yeah, I can actually buzz them in if it's family or. You, you know, maybe even you on a good day. Yeah. Um, but uh, most people have to go down in the lift or run down the stairs mm. to see them. And then I have to open the door, but then I've had thinking time, you see. But I was just making the suggestion generally that a good decoy yeah. would be to have some flour <laughs> somewhere near the door so that you could just dip your hands in the flour, open the door, and you know, then it looks like you're baking. And, mm. you know, if, if nobody wants to you detain you if you're right in the middle of some cooking, you know, if you've left the gas on. Yeah, that's often uh, my escape from flat B. Something that you've, I've left something on the stove. Yeah. What about if they say, well, it's all right, I can come in and we can carry on talking. Maybe because I exit very quickly, I'll go, oh my God, the oven's still on. And then I just shut the door <laughs> and I sprint up the stairs. So that's your quick exit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because generally I would actually have something cooking. Yeah. So what sort of unwanted people do you find you get at the door? There's the politicians, aren't there? There's the before mm. elections. They're coming around yes. to get your vote. Yes. And then there's the guys selling mops and dusters and things. I never quite get the story, but they, they're trying to raise money for some, for themselves, I think. They're being equipped with stuff. Yeah, like I'm never sure about that. There's many in this area that come and we've had cold few, calling. I'm never sure about them. Um, it goes back to the same discussion we had about giving to charity and, and so on. Do you believe mm. a good sob story? Oh, yeah. Uh, but generally, I'd like to believe them. They get given some credentials, mm. and they are selling you something, and it's generally useful. I think we have done that a few times. Right. Um, and then there are these chuggers who come around to your door now. You know, if they're two very attractive young ladies wanting me to sign up to Battersea Dogs Home, I'll say, "Where's the pen?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> where do I sign? Where do you sign? <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm very susceptible to that. And somebody knows it because they get these attractive young ladies to do it. It's part and of the I'm interview sure process. They isn't get it? much more signing on. Mm. The guy who got me to sign on from Greenpeace took a very different approach with me. Oh, did he? He appealed to my conscience, right? My concern for the planet, my knowledge that we had to do something. Yeah. Um, I didn't fancy him at all, but he oh, did. Nice. He did make sense. Okay. Yeah. So there's, you know, people can appeal to me in different places you know? mm. and there's some of them they could feed me that would certainly you know get me going yeah and others appeal to my brain and others appeal to other parts that's, you know? that's it so yeah so yes the, the my approach at the door is quite variable yeah uh, sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised you know if I, yeah. if I somebody who just turns up at the door what about those people <laughs> have you ever had to hurry someone in it's like well come in quickly come in quickly we need to no, what are you thinking? Or maybe, who are you thinking? What are you thinking? Oh, actually, it's normally to avoid... Is it because you're worried about the heat all escaping? No. I don't believe this is, that's the other thing they work on, these people. They know in winter, like the Jehovah's, mm. yeah. that this, this business of the open door is costing you an effing fortune, isn't it? As yeah. you are now heating the great outdoors. Mm. And it's just rushing past you. This, you can feel the heat just being sucked out of the house. The longer you talk, the more it's costing. Yeah. And they're enjoying the unequal nature of the relationship because they're sitting there getting the heat 
knowing it's costing you money. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't close down this conversation quickly, you, you know, you're going to have to reheat your house from mm. subarctic temperatures. Yeah. That's why my mum should just invite them in. I mean, the, the luxury houses have the porch, don't they? So you can oh, shut do. the front door. Yeah. Or put it on the latch. And yeah. then they're in the little porch way, which has a separate door to the outside. Then, yeah, that's what we had. Then you up. then you can manage things better that way, can't you? Yes. That's but then one of the doors led straight to the lounge. So then mum would put them in there and then she'd go and get them food and everything. And then two hours later, they're still there. I'm like, mum, you, you need to uh, watch the time and not be so... <laughs> Accommodating. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, hurrying people in, generally to avoid certain neighbours or well luckily I, the dog that lived with me never ran out so there's no because you're ashamed that they're seen on your door oh that I oh mean, my you goodness know, and you know neighbours saying well who was that I saw her yeah, was that, that just or was not your that? husband yeah exactly you could have some explaining to do mm. I wanted to talk about gossip in another show actually oh wow we will because before social media there was gossip but it was much more limited yes you couldn't get to millions of people with gossip very easily Uh, but Daniel how do we evict people from their their stay their their visit I saw how do we get people out of the house yes I saw a bunting for a party that says instead of happy birthday party's over at nine really yes And that was up from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like... You can at buy this At 8.30, they put up the 9 o'clock, you know, deadline. No? Yeah. Really, I, I wouldn't like to go to a party that just had a kind of, you know, drop-dead moment like mm. that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's nice when people dwindle off. <clears throat> but there is this thing, we, we, we've had a lot of parties, and there's always a hard core of people that, as soon as there's, as long as there's alcohol. Yeah maybe some food but it's more the alcohol that they think you know they can stay and, and carry on drinking yeah and getting rid of people is quite difficult mm. i mean i remember joshua did have a party once with which was gate crashed at home he didn't control who was being invited or who knew about it very well and some thuggy types oh no i think maybe maybe even collected from school i'm not sure one of them said you can't touch me and i said watch this and threw him out. Oh. Um, so were you there for the whole party, or you had come back? No, we were in. We were locked up in our front room, keeping away, oh. but available if needed. And I. I see. And I threw this kid out. Mm. You can't touch me. F him. That's mm. what they teach them at school to say, isn't it? You can't touch me, sir. Yeah. Watch this, sonny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, sometimes you have to use. I mean, you're allowed to. To some extent, yeah. Your property. The only problem is if they've been invited in, mm. it's harder to evict them. If they like forced... vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this whole kind of thing about um, you know just signalling to people that it's time to go. Right. I mean, I, I find this when we've had a, like even a dinner party, and I'm just a bit tired of it all. You know, I fed them, I've poured endless expensive alcohol down their throats, and I actually like to you know clear up and have an evening or yeah. something and, and they're still hanging around um, now here are, here are things people say um, you know I've got to get up early in the morning oh yes I've got a flight to catch mm-hmm. where's the best time to say those things see although you objected to the banner saying party ends at nine yeah when's the best time to say something about you know that type of thing the cut off on the invitation 
Yeah, I mean, early on, because when you say it later, it looks like you're just using it as a ruse. Yeah. So, I mean, for instance, if I have a phone conversation, I quite often, if, if I'm trying to keep it short, I say right at the beginning, by the way, I'm so sorry, but I, there's something I have to do in, in 10 or 15 or whatever it is, minutes time, unavoidable, and mm. you know, I hope we can work around that. And yes. then it doesn't look rude, you see. Yes. If after 12 and a half minutes you say, I wasn't playing footsie with you. <laughs> I didn't mind. <laughs> uh, if after 12 and a half minutes you say, you know, I'm really running out of time. Yeah. That looks rude and anxious mm. and a bit jumpy. Yeah. Looks like you kind of, you know, maybe it's as true as the other version, but you didn't say anything at the beginning. You have to say it right at the beginning. Yes. Always have to, to do all the clear. difficult things at the beginning. Yes. So, you know, you can invite them all around for dinner. I mean, it's not great saying, look, oh, love to see you all. At six o'clock, you'd better be out of here. <laughs> Yeah, my mum's um, called me out for being too abrupt at times to to round things off. I mean, I yeah. And I'm like, oh, but we're sticking to a schedule. I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I, I like quite regimented. I am, but I should be clear at the beginning. Okay, we're here for two and a half hours. At two hours fifteen, I will start packing things away. That will be the sign that you should also start to gather your belongings. There, there, there are much more subtle, nuanced ways of. Of suggesting to people it's time to to think about going come on help me mm. how did you get here ah oh. that's a really good one yes because it could be connected with should I pour you more alcohol right you know as a you're driving it could be you know do you think it's time to think about going yes um, so how did you get here did you come by cab right did you drive yourself Are the trains running <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, what, what's the most rude one? Mm. Don't any of you people have a home to go to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the middle of that is you know the the right tone to yeah. to strike for maybe you know maybe times up, yeah. guys. I've had some people say, "Oh, you can go now," and I'm like. Mm. Are you joking? <laughs> have, you, have you ever had a neighbour come around to complain about the noise when you're having a party? No. Oh, I have. <laughs> I, I can imagine so. Yeah. And um, I have to be really careful not to cross any of the modern day lines. You mm. know? I mean, if it's a, a female, if it's a person of colour. Right. In a wheelchair. Okay. You know, anything like that. So how do you deal with that with, complaint? With, with, in... with, with her girlfriend. You know, then I really have to be careful okay because otherwise it could you know and the video the live feed is running you know. yeah you just invite them in to join the party <laughs> why don't you have a drink an hors d'oeuvre no, I mean there are ways to avoid that which is to leaflet your neighbours yes what would you say in the little note you haven't invited them but what could you say you need to give them a day or two notice yeah of course saying Dear neighbour. Dear neighbour. I'm just writing to let you know that we will be having a party to celebrate, make it sound like something really awful. Mm. You know, that they wouldn't want to upset, you know. Yes. Yeah. Say so we hope that everything will be rounded off around a no, certain no, time. No, no hostages to fortune. No, don't say anything like that. No? No, just say, you know, um, there will be, obviously... Do you tell them the start time? No, no, no. No just, times? No, no, no. Okay. Time. Just say, you know, obviously uh, there may be more noise than usual. Right. I hope you will be understanding um, of yeah. that. If you fancy going to the cinema, 
I'm more than happy to buy you tickets. Oh, really? Or, or you know, a one-way ticket to somewhere Timbuktu. far away. <laughs> Maybe it would be sensible to think of going away for the weekend. Maybe mm. I could help. Um, yeah, you know, things mm. like that. I never understand why people complain when a party's happening because it doesn't happen often. No. And it's like, how miserable are you to complain about people having fun? Well, because you're not. Mm. I mean, the worst thing is to be next door to a party you're not invited to. Oh, yeah. I have opened the door having failed to, you know, do all these things in advance to, to neighbours not happy. Yeah. With the noise. Um, and um, you know, all you can say is, well, I'll do my best. There are some rules. The, the noise abatement people take an awful long time to get round. Okay. So, you, you know, you really you're stuck with it. Uh, but yeah, angry people at the door. Whew. Mm. Not fun. And you, you know, you've usually had a bit too much to drink and are showing mm. signs of wear. Right. And they haven't. And so it's a very unequal conversation. Yeah. So yeah, this whole business of people at the door getting rid of people, trying to see the back of them. Jane and I had an embarrassing time in France with a friend who had brought her boyfriend. We've, we've seen him before and he was always, you know, he's a bit rough, should we say, but okay. you know, he was always fine. Yeah. On this occasion, though, he decided to get drunk uh -oh. and behave really badly. Oh, no. And I was just wanting him to go. Oh. Um, but, yeah. you know, I mean, when, when it gets to the point where you just want somebody out to your house at all costs. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I've been in that situation a few times. Jane's actually intervened in, in a horrible road traffic accident that happened outside our house. And everyone came into the house, including the perp, the wrongdoer. Oh. And we were trying to keep him. And Jane had called the police and they get the F round here. You know, we're doing our best. We couldn't detain him physically. Yeah. Uh, although I was tempted to, and he realised eventually that he was going to be nabbed, so he walked out. So that was an unusual case <clears throat> of me trying to stop somebody going, but um, there we are. Yeah, we've had all sorts. Mm -hmm. I offered him all sorts of tea, coffee, biscuits. I said, you're probably in shock. You shouldn't be, you know. But eventually, I think he, he was, I think, um, uninsured driver, probably in a oh. stolen car and all the rest of it. Oh, no. And um, didn't know what to do because we caught them all at it, you know, in the cars. Anyway. So um, he escaped your hospitality. Yes, I know. It's unusual, isn't it? Yeah. Normally people don't leave like that. Yeah. That we, is quite something when people, <laughs> yeah, sneak out. You're like, oh. I was just about to bring out the next course. And what's the correct way to leave a party? Oh, well, we've covered this, haven't we? Have we? Yes, and our excuses. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, you, you just go. Some people do. Yeah. I politely say my goodbyes and thank them for a wonderful time. And you have to find them their coat. Isn't that the problem with a party, is them finding their coat uh, amongst the heap? Yes, that's why I normally hide mine somewhere else. So then it doesn't and get then, mixed and up. And then people are running around saying, has anyone seen my bag mm. or my this or my that? That's what drives me insane yeah. at parties when I spend my time just dealing with practical rubbish. Yeah. And then I discover the police have come around because my son was involved in an incident or something. You know, being the victim, of course. But yeah. Yeah, nevertheless, it's you know, just another thing to have to deal with. Mm. Um, police at the door. Police at the door. I've, I've what do you what do you what do you reckon about that? <laughs> I've had quite a lot of police at the door the past. Never Cressida. Year. We've so wanted Cressida. Ah, uh, yes. I've invited them in. 
uh, some of them are like, oh, no, 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 we don't need to come in. It's dangerous um, inviting them, please. You know, <clears> if they find your stash of anything, <clears> then you can't say, you know, well, you weren't, didn't have a warrant because you've invited them in. Right. Oh, yeah. good job I've not got any uh, illegal substances. Or any of your housemates, you know. Yes. That, that famous tobacco tin that you left on the counter in the kitchen, you know, oh, what God. is in that? <laughs> I can see the police looking at it thinking, I'd love to have a look in that, you know. Mm. They did ask if uh, what was growing in the the huts out the back. Oh, right, well, yeah. Well, the blue, like, the blue well, lights I... and the huge electricity bill, you mean? I was like, they don't belong to me. <laughs> yes, but uh, no, I treat everyone as equals as they come to the door. The police. Yeah, but the police do, you know, it's, it's more dangerous with the police. It is, but I... Because I, they do, normally to get into your house and be able to... But if they find things when you've invited them in, it's just like they had a warrant. Mm. Just warning you now. You yes. Know. Well, I was being accused of stealing things. Well, even worse. And I was like, well... Well, I suppose you were trying to play the, you know, I'm, I've got nothing to hide game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What were you wearing? Uh... Some loungewear, some shorts and a an off the shoulder top maybe. Mm. It was an evening. Did you design my... any of that ready no. for them? Do you know they were coming round? I did not. Mm. It was quite it was quite dramatic. How do you dress for the police at the door? With big fluffy socks on. <laughs> Gotta look as innocent as possible. That it? <laughs> That's it. So uh Did the blood wash out or was that a struggle? No, we just had to burn it in the sink. I mean, probably, you know, I could just say, well, I was just doing the beetroot vodka salmon officer. Your hands are looking <laughs> remarkably red. Yeah. And the sink looks like you've been trying to wash something down there. Yeah. Um, but every yeah. time the police, it's not always that they come round. Listeners, don't don't fear. I'm not, I'm not a criminal, not yet. But uh, there's that moment of like, oh my goodness, what's gone on? Am I in trouble? Is someone injured? Like, yeah, well, there's that heart-stopping moment if the police are at your door and you don't expect them. Mm. Or they come to announce something. Yes, I was like, well, all my housemates There's always two of here. them, by the way. Do you know that when they do that? I think. Three in my case. There's always three. <laughs> I don't know why. One can read, one can write, and the other one looks after the two intellectuals. <laughs> <laughs> that was a famous joke about the KGB always going around in threes, actually. Always in threes. One can read, one can write. Third one looks after the two intellectuals. Oh dear. Um, yeah. So, what are you saying? You had, they had some sad news for you at the door. Uh, no, they were just here to question me. <laughs> I was the uh, the culprit, so to say, where I was actually the victim. They thought you were the perp. The perp, yes. But you were the victim. Yes. Yeah. It's a funny thing about the police, actually. I've discovered is whoever rings them first mm. gets better treatment. Yeah, you know because they come round and and they say I was called and they interview you as if you're the baddie, right? As if you happen to call first. It's just a quick finger thing. Your first fi fingers on the dial, because if you call and complain, yeah, then you're the victim and they come and investigate the other person. Uh, yeah. I had this one night when a huge coach parked on the corner of Cranfield and Breakspears, okay. obscuring the junction, and there was double yellow lines there because. That accident that Jane was involved in. Oh, it was because someone had parked on the double. No, no, I mean because there was a terrible accident outside our house. Right. And after that, the council put in double yellow lines on the just on the corners. Yes. Well, you should never park because, on because the somebody corner. couldn't see. You know? Yeah. And so when this coach parked there, I went out and politely asked them to move because I explained that you know there'd been this terrible accident as a result of 
<clears throat> cars being parked right up to the junction, and they didn't move. They said they were there for a funeral at the Indian church down the road. I said, well, obviously, I, I get it, you know, I'm not trying to disturb the funeral, but mm. you're just parked here. Everyone who was in the coach is at the funeral. Yeah. We're only talking about where you're waiting until it's all over. So don't give me the funeral argument because yeah. you're about to cause another one based on my recent experience, you know. And then it got a bit heated. Oof. I took pictures. They tried to knock the camera out of my hand. Oh, gosh. Said I wasn't entitled to take pictures. Well, of course I am. Right. And so both of us called the police. And it was quite funny because, you know, they couldn't work out who was who sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I thought, well, I'll be the house owner. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll defend the house owner. But, of course, in these days, because there were Indians involved, mm. they immediately sided with the minority group, you know, thinking uh, that I was being the racist bastard. Which but you're a minority not. as well. Well, I know, but, you know, there's a ranking of minorities. Oh. There's what pigmentation have you got? And then there's other things. You know. I see. The police are very alert to these differences. Okay. So they sided with the poor little coach driver who was there for the funeral, mm. as opposed to me, the you know nuisance-making householder. Right. To stop a huge accident on the corner, which they didn't. Said they had no record of an accident there. I said, well, not yet. You, <laughs> you need to search harder, my friend. But anyway, yeah. So please do come and knock on your door, and, mm. and you, you know, and, and the way they stand tells you a lot. Yeah. Where they look at you, you know, you can see which way this is going to go. Right. Because they've already made up their minds a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 Luckily, I looked uh, more presentable and uh, with it than the other person. Have you ever had to deal with bailiffs or people wanting payment? Uh, I have had bailiffs and, and trying to avoid them or, to my or, door, but not because of our situation but previous tenants or apparently flat B used to have bailiffs come round often and would say don't open the door to anyone like it's a bit awkward if um, yeah I, I live here too yes yeah can you have your own entrance for, you know, for the bailiffs yeah so no that that's always awkward because then you have to prove that you're not the person that they're after that's quite hard proving you're not somebody Mm. Well, you can prove who you are, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, luckily... Do you have some more um, song material about um, arriving or leaving? I do, yes. What have you got? Well, the classic, uh, I Will Survive. Really? Yeah. What does she have to say about that? Who is it? Gloria Gaynor? Well, no, I was playing the one from a, a film... So I was going for the Demi Lovato version. Okay, I didn't know that. Wow, you will now. So this is for people leaving. Let me just prep this. Here we go. Okay. Do you know what? She mentioned I should have changed the locks. Yeah. Currently, flat B is not in their flat. Yeah. And we are waiting. For what? <laughs> to change the locks. 
because she's always losing her keys, she's been bashing down the door. And I'm like, we just need a different lock system. So you've got a whole kind of nervousness about opening the door because it's the door to places that you're not responsible for Mm. that have not got great, you know, sort of references in the the big wide world. Yeah. The police, uh, debt collectors. Do you know what? Have you ever been on the other side of your door when your household opens it? So if you've forgotten your keys. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll forget my house keys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm really at the burnt back rack end of the market. You know, when I mean, occasionally when I, and I would do this, and although I have keys, mm. I would ring the bell just to be received at my own front door. Yeah, my house. I mean, it's quite nice. It's odd that I know. ring the bell. Otherwise, you sort of let yourself in, and you sort of drop your case and hang up your coat and shuffle in, and maybe somebody heard you and oh, you're home. You know, yeah. no, that's not good enough. I want the door to be open and I want to have that hey I want to know what sort of an evening I've got I want to smell the cooking or skip dinner you know as indicated by the attire Mm. the you know the fur coat business yeah Uh, yeah so I mean I I think that that for people coming home to their own house right they're missing out if they just let themselves in with a key yeah I mean they could always claim they lost their key couldn't find their key at the bottom of the bag whatever 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 it's just nice to see how you are received because it's, it's there is that moment of truth yeah when the door opens and they don't know who it's going to be mm. and there's that microsecond when you can judge the reaction yeah is that frustration somehow whenever i did it i did it at the most inconvenient time the baking the cooking the children the this the that the something that was going on so you know I, I i chose to ring the bell at the maximum worst moment imaginable so i didn't get the treatment i was looking for right i didn't get the eyes looking upstairs oh. i didn't get the decolletage i didn't get the i just stepped out of the shower no. um moment that i was looking for you were given the youngest child and <laughs> the rest of the cooking to finish. Yes, that's right. There was sort of the smoke alarm was going off and a child was screaming. <laughs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> and I was sort of the cavalry, actually. Oh, thank God you're home. You can deal with, you know, there's a flood in the bathroom and the, uh, the, the food's burning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does make a huge difference, all but, of that. Yeah. But Gloria Gaynor, or whatever her name was, what was her name? That was Demi Lovato. I don't know her. She's um, young and hip. Is she? Yeah. Um, how would I feel if she opened the door to me? I think you would love it. There'll be mm. a decolletage. Demi, <laughs> if you're out there, and we could just do 28 ways to open your door to me, just you know, and then shut it again until we both get it right. You know, I will be the perfect guy at the door, mm. and you can be the perfect girl inside the apartment inside the- until we just get it absolutely right. Okay, I'm available. If anyone knows Demi? or thinks they know someone who knows Demi or somebody who thinks they know Demi, then <laughs> just let her know that I'm available for this experiment. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Um, just to finish off, I know we're doing exit. Oh, you, you've decided, have you? Oh, yeah, that's the role of the producer, isn't it? <laughs> but I could tell I'm top floor flat, so our main entrance is down the stairs. I would give a reception on hearing my housemate's footsteps so I could tell if it was Pippa coming in or Joshua or Marco. Pippa would get a quite a theatrical, Pippa, you're home! Means we can pop open some wine. Joshua's like, ah, Joshua, 
where's Jesse? <laughs> Mark Hose would be like, oh, can you get up the stairs faster because you're just dragging your feet and prolonging the entrance. So yeah, I now need to figure out who steps to who as I have new housemates. Yes, of course, you have like their signature arrival. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that thing. I was talking, um, maybe we should end soon because I can see we're running over time. Mm. Well, I, I was in France for six weeks, as you know, because I, I was in my van podcasting with you. Yes. And um, we were talking about noises that people make that are annoying or, or pleasurable. Mm. And uh, we were this French couple about our age, and the, the wife was saying how she really enjoyed... Um, it, when her husband was in the bathroom, which was next to the bedroom, I gather, okay. and he would tap his razor on the side of the bowl yeah. um, to get out the hairs and things, and she would find that incredibly reassuring, as if she could sort of visualise him. Yeah. And, and yet Jane, my wife, hates it when I do that. Oh, okay. And sort of, I now can't shave until she's awake because you know the, the idea that I disturb her right. with that tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Yeah, no, my housemate um, used to do that. It just, it just struck me as really weird the way people react so differently to the same thing. Mm. No accounting for taste, but um, <laughs> um, there we are. Mm. I was just thinking I might do that flower thing by the front door so I can always look like I've just been baking. Yeah. Rather like those gymnasts. Have you noticed before they go up on the bars and everything, they dip their hands in chalk dust or something, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably never have trouble at the door. The gym never. <laughs> always covered in, in white powder. Even when the police come, say, what have you been up to? Oh, I'm a gymnast officer. Uh, yeah, your hands covered in white powder. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that might not be so good with the police, having too much white powder all over the place. Oh, God, no. I think you're Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sarah. Well, Daniel, it's been a pleasure to Any be here with you again. No, you've got to get out of here. Oh, really? uh, No, you don't. You, you can stay as long as you like. <laughs> Kick me down the stairs. <laughs> well. <laughs> I should have changed that stupid lock. I really should have. But uh, listeners, you're always welcome to join us. The door is open for you and you'll receive a nice warm welcome from myself, Sarah Sharman, and he, Daniel Confino, on Homespun Wisdom Talks with My Neighbour. Until next time, ciao for now. Bye.